This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, hello, my friend. Hello, Rob. How's things? Things are good. We are officially countdown mode for opening day of baseball. In a week, right? A week from we record today. Thursday night, right? A week from today? Yeah. MLB starts a week from today and the Red Sox, my team, starts a week from tomorrow, opening day at Fenway. They, um, so we're the taxi squad, Paw Sox. We are officially locked out of McCoy Stadium, uh, unless you're in like one of the tiers, right? And I am not in one of the tiers, uh, but that's great. I don't really want to be. Um, no, you don't, because you don't want to be the guy who brings it all down either. So it's better I, I that just, you just stay away. I've got enough stuff to worry about, and we've got a great team on our st- stuff, but like they're like going after it, right? We're, um, they're starting to come in. They're uh, getting all their uh, physicals and all that stuff tomorrow. Uh, they're starting to hit in the cage. They're playing catch. They're, it's like, you know, feels like it's April. Which is crazy. Opening days at the end of July to say, but here we are. Hey, at least and there is one, right? I I agree. I I would if you had asked me a month ago, I would have said no chance. But uh, they've done everything they needed to do from the precautionary. Ex- and then, then baseball will be back. And I think all that hoopla around the back and forth is pretty much forgotten already, right? Yeah, like, I, I think people I was, moved on. And I was on a uh, – Springfield College had a Zoom with – they called it the Boys of Baseball. It was me, one of your colleagues, Mike Cometa. Um, oh, yeah. On the yeah. Red Sox and on the ticket sales side. Um, Matt Ferry, former front office features guest. Uh, and Rob Bradford from WEI. And Bradford was saying that from a content perspective in regards to baseball, they were trying to put out a bunch of content in regards to the players and the owners and the clash and yeah, yeah. Said they got nothing. Like it was like people were just like over it. They didn't didn't want to consume anything on it. They just were over it. But what he said was interesting was that this year, more than any year ever, Way more people were uh, interested in MLB draft content. Year really? over year, MLB draft content was like a thousand X over uh, last time, is because they were starving for information. It's kind of like, you know, the draft is an interesting, right? The unknown. And he said, people on, our, on WEI.com could not get enough uh, MLB uh, draft coverage. I think yeah, I, I it definitely where people are just begging for normalcy of news, right? And and the reason that I think Major League Baseball draft is typically unceremonious is you don't see those guys for years. So after they get drafted, 
it could take three, four, five years before they're even sniffing the major league. So that and you don't like the NFL draft is so good because you watch all of the players on Saturday. And then you're watching your favorite team on Sunday, right? So it's same like, thing with basketball. Yeah, the March Madness. You get to know those guys. It's exactly. much more relatable with baseball, college baseball, or international. You have no idea who these people are. You do no clue. You don't know who the, you know, the high school kid from California is, right? No, how would you? How could you? Unless you're really, unless you're Michael Scott, uh, you have no idea who those people are. No idea. No idea. I, I told people they they players on Pawtucket that I have no idea who the heck they are. I just, <laughs> yeah, me uh, too. I just sometimes I look back on a roster from a year ago on the roster. I'm like, that guy was on our team. I have no idea who that guy is. That guy. Um, but the big story of today, right? We I thought we were going to come in here and talk about Red, Washington Redskins changing their changing their name and no, the Washington the Washington football team. They're not the Washington R words anymore. Or they still have WashingtonRedskins.com and their press. No, but they anna- they announced their name's gone. They just haven't told us the new name because they're now having a legal battle with some trademark uh, issues. But they still which have. We're very familiar with. We're very familiar with those discussions, um, tra- <laughs> trademark battles. But tra- right. So, but they still have. They sent a press release on Washington Redskins. Uh, uh, you know, uh, stationary letterhead. They did. Uh, but I don't think that's the team name anymore. Right, but I understand it's not the team name, but at some point you got to change it, right? So what do you do in that situation? So if they're going to change the name of the Pawtucket Red Sox to the Pawtucket, uh, you know, Rail Riders like we did in Scranton, like I wouldn't send the press release out on well, my... This will be a good transition to when we get to the next story. Especially in this one. We'll get a good... I mean, but if anyway, you read the press, the press release... The press release was the today's story. Yeah, the press release was a disaster. By the way, it was he. They put sponsors in front of fans, in front of it was just it was a bad press release. Like it was a PR nightmare, which is not surprising considering the story that came out today. Which will be interesting to see how their PR team handles this one. Which is, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but for all of you who are listening today on Friday, I'm sure by now you've seen the story. Um, in the Washington Post that came out in regards to the Redskins. Well, the formerly team known used to be known as the Redskins and the history uh, of sexual harassment and abuse within the organization and where 15 women have come forward to tell their story and provide text messages. And they brought the receipts to expose uh, a toxic culture, if you will, where in the past week, three different people have either been fired or resigned from high levels of positions Uh, all revolving around inappropriate conduct to younger female staffers, cheerleaders, etc. And the story is not great. (laughs) Not great. And uh, it's unfortunate. I I will say this. I'd say it's also unfortunate you could probably write that story about more than just that organization. Yeah, it's... I, I don't disagree. And I think it's I think it, a lot has changed since the Me Too movement, where I have seen and heard a lot less toxicity across our industry than there was previous. Um, but it's a very it, look this business, and this is where we can have the discussion with the younger folks because I think this is a great discussion to have geared towards 
young people and who are starting their careers and pitfalls that might come around and how to handle certain situations that are very, very uncomfortable because of fear of losing your job, right? It's the number one reason people don't come forward or speak up is because they're afraid that someone in a position of power will take them down. Would you right. agree? Totally. That's, that's, a, that's a very good point. I agree. And it's a really hard business as is for females in general, given the, it's just a male dominated field. It's sometimes a good old boys network and club. It's been it very, been, but that is changing. No, it's, oh, no, it's definitely, that's what I'm saying. It's changed in the past couple of years. The Me Too movement has definitely, has opened up the door for uh, people to take a self-reflection, I think. But it, or, this is, this is, this, this story is going back 15 years. So 15 years ago, it was definitely not that. It was a good old boys club and you could get away with what they got away with for as long as they did, clearly. Uh, and as the world has evolved and our industry continues to change and adapt, it's a great lesson for people starting their career of what, of how to handle tough situations. And I would tell you this, this would be my advice for everybody. You'll never get in trouble for doing the right thing. You just won't. And it's it's scary and it's fearful, but if you do the right thing and you and in the heart of hearts you know you're doing the right thing, if something bad does come of that for you, let's put it this way. You don't want to work for that organization anyway. Yeah. Like cuz who the hell wants to work in that environment? But you can go to bed knowing you did the right thing. And I'll get to my story in a little bit. Because uh, I dealt with, I mean, I saw this, I was literally the, I don't want to call it, witness, star witness of a similar situation. I'm not going to go into the specifics of where I was, how, who it was, but I can talk about the situation I was put in by a very powerful person in my organization um, that resulted in a very uncomfortable situation for me. And I wasn't the one that was being sexually harassed. So, um it's just a very unfortunate story that fifth there's 15 women the toxicity i feel it's disgusting there's no place for it i like to i said you and i just both said like our business has definitely evolved but i can see how that was happening and 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 I, again that story is about the washington redskins i think you could write it about a lot more other organizations beyond besides them like i just i know you can yeah i i feel since the Me Too movement has started, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of sports stories. It's been more entertainment. Would you agree? So I always waited for the shoe to drop because... Like when does it start? And then... Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I knew... Effect? I mean, look, we know about them. Like we've been in this business 17 years. Like you know about those stories, like just secondhand. See, that's one of the things I don't know if I buy as much. Or maybe my... Eyes naivety. Are... Maybe your naivety. I, I have heard I, or know of organizations that do certain things that you make you'd go yikes like i just okay um but i i just i think the me too movement this is the this is the first major sports organization to face it i don't think it's going to be the last I, it's like what the situation right once one of the doors open more people feel comfortable coming forward i don't think this is the last organization you're going to hear about is in my yeah. opinion, that's probably right. That's probably that's, I, I I can get behind that. I think I think that you're right. And you said you had a story in regards to this. Yeah, I was. I, this was a while ago. I was younger, um, and 
so yeah, time for story time. This is an uncomfortable situation, and I was, I was with a group of people, including at the time my my boss, uh, direct boss, and who had been with the company for a long time, and we were in a situation where there was drinking going on and, and so forth, where he inappropriately was touching a female staffer, not and good. I was not good. Uh, and we were in a car too, by the way. Like we were driving back from somewhere, and I, and I turned like an around. Uber or like a taxi, or no? One of my colleagues was driving. It was Got there it. was four of us in the car. We had been at an event where people were, were drinking and and so forth. And I turned around to go in the to like look in the back seat to just start talking, and I saw what I saw, and a look of terror on this girl's face. So I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like, what do I like? What do I do? Like, this is. No one teaches you this, right? Like this is on a class in school that they're like, this is how you handle a situation. So I, I told my colleague, I was like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you pull over? And he's like, what? I'm like, he's like, no. I'm like, no, I really have to go. Like, please. Like, I have to go to the bathroom. Please so pull the over. the bathroom excuse? Okay. I did. And so we pull over. She goes, oh, I have to go to the two. So that's just great. So we find like a rest stop really quick. We, we get out of the car and, uh. I, I, I kind of, we go around the corner and I'm like, hey, like, what the hell is going on? She's like, please help me, please help me. And I'm like, oh my God, like what? Oh, like, yeah, like, like this is, this is, this is nuts. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I was like, you get in the front seat, I'll get in the back seat, whatever. Long story short, the next morning she beats me into the office and she's like frantic and she's telling everyone I need to talk to Valente, I need to talk to Valente. And everyone's like, what the hell did you do to this girl? I'm like, Jesus Christ, I didn't do anything. No, <laughs> other way around. It was not me. It was not me. So I, we, go into an, we go into a room and I'm like, listen, what do you what do you want to tell me? Like, she tells me like, I was uncomfortable. I went home. I had to shower. I, I felt disgusting. I'm like, listen, I have to report this. Like, I, I have to. Like, if you're coming to me and telling me this as like, someone who's above you i can't sit on this so like if you're telling me this and i saw what i saw like i have to go and tell somebody because like that's just the right thing to do did you have so pause there yep when you they told told you this and you saw what you saw and it was just awful did you have any hesitations about telling anyone or was it like i'm definitely telling somebody or were you, you we talked about being afraid were you afraid that night i was I did not sleep well that night because I didn't, I didn't know if I should say anything without her having talked to me again. Once she started talking to me again, I was like, I have, I think then it almost was like a relief where you could then feel like you could get off your chest. Correct. Well, cause I also, then this is the other part that people need to realize if you do see or hear or know something and you don't say anything, your ass is getting fired too. Like if you, that's just, that's just, that's, that's, you gotta say something. So you're more likely to get fired or in trouble for not saying something. So that's just the only thing I tell you from a peace of mind standpoint is if you do see, feel, or hear something that's wrong, don't sit on it because if it comes back that you knew about it, specifically if it's someone that's a, like an underling, like she she was on my level. I was I was a manager. She wasn't. I have to do something about this. So lo- we go through the whole process. It was the most uncomfortable process of my whole entire life. I was grilled to the umph degree, like 15 different ways to see if I would change my story, right? Because this person's been there for X amount of years. And 
it's a he said, she said, he, he said type situation. And eventually it ended in that person losing their job. Uh, they made some missteps along the way. Like, I, I mean, he, he cornered me and said, what are you telling HR? I was like, what the hell is like? I was like, you can't ask me that question. Holy offered God. offered her a promotion in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> yes, it was bad. It was like very to try bad. and fix the problem. Yes. I'll offer you a promotion. Yes. Yes. Um, so having lived through this in a firsthand account, all I can tell everybody is, look, you'll never get in trouble for doing the right thing and you can sleep well and you can know that you stood up for somebody and you did the right thing. And if you can go to bed knowing that, and if you do the right thing, and like I said, and it doesn't work out, that's not an organization you want to work for anyway. And it's a very, and I get it. It's very scary. It's very scary to come forward and put your boss in that situation, specifically people who have been there for a long time, but you have to. And it's the only way that that toxicity won't last 15 years. Like that's the problem with the, the Redskins story. It was going on for 15 years. Like that's an eternity if you think about it. That's as long as I've been in sports. Right. And it's as long as Snyder's on the team. So it's an awful story. For all you young people getting into the business or handling adversity, just always know whether it's racism, toxicity from like abuse, like there's more than just like sexual harassment. Like there's there's some of that story too is like one of the head of I think marketing was verbally abusive to a female about her being stupid and like you're an idiot and and then be like, Oh, but you went for a run yesterday, so you look good. Like I mean it was it's a crazy story. Well, but I, I haven't read it yet in depth, but it's just seems like it's overtaking um, the world right now. So just do yourself a favor. Make sure you can, in good conscience, know and live with yourself that you do the right thing. As so scary how, as it is, you so got to do it. how hard was it? Like, how did you do your job when you were kind of being grilled? Was it just... Oh, it was impossible. It was impossible. It was impossible because he was, he was still there, right? Um, right. She, so it's she like wasn't. In between, I, it's like during the investigation time. Right. I sent her home immediately. I told her that morning. I was like, go home. I was like, you can't be here. Like, you're clearly shaken. Like, just go home. I'll handle it from here. And they'll probably have you come back. And like, they made sure they never saw each other ever again. Um, so it's just, it was, it was awful. It was awful. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It was a terrible, terrible situation I was in, but it was the right thing to do. And it all worked out. Uh, in the way it should have, because that's people who do that should be face the consequences and they shouldn't be able to get away with it because that's not okay. When you're in a position of power, that means something. F that guy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that I'll, without spilling exactly I, where I was or who, who it was. We'll just, yeah, not, but we'll have, we'll have plenty of listeners who can probably, will probably know who it was. Um, did, cause they know the story, but, did, um, did she stay on for a while or years, years? years. Right. So it kind of helped her. Got, she got able to get through it and yep. it, for her career, it was not a killer. No, uh, it was not. Imagine how tough she's got to be to get through all that. I, I can all, you have a daughter. I have a daughter. Like when you tell me these stories and when I read these things, like I just want to fight somebody. I, so that's the other thing now, like now that I have a daughter, Looking I don't know why back, that's the kicker, but like, but it, it is that you could just picture like if that was it's a different thing. If that was my daughter, and 
I was in that situation and, and, and because I'd want someone to do the same thing for my daughter, right? Like right. protect, protect her and, and do the right thing and stand up to someone who is doing completely the wrong thing. And, and if they're in that very, very awkward position, because she was, she hadn't been there very, she hadn't been there very long and she was at the lowest level you could be at. So to, even for her to come to me to start that whole process is scary, right? Like they, she could have just brushed it up and be like, I don't want to say anything. Don't say anything. Like that could have been like, you didn't see yeah, what you thought you, you saw. You still have to say something. You saw what you saw. But it was, but see, here's the, here was the issue. It was dark. We were in the car. We had been drinking. So if I had been the one that said it and she was going to deny, 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 then it gets really messy, right? right. So she didn't like want it. So it, it was either way without, it all happened how it happened. And I did what I was supposed to do and followed the letter of the law, which is if you see something, say something. Uh, and exactly what should have happened after the long investigation played out did. Um, but it was very, it was uncomfortable. It was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever gone through at work because not... it was scary. Cause I was also like, what if he doesn't get like, like how do you yeah, handle then... that? Right. I'm, I can't work there anymore. There's no way. Right. I don't know. How, how long did you last after? Did I last? How, yeah. uh, well, I don't want to give away the where yeah, I was. Yeah, right, 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 right. But then that'll be the. You can just be like, oh, there, there, that goes. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to. The good, good catch. I didn't mean to trap you there. <laughs> no, I. Oh, believe me, I always try. They try. Uh, the investigation was, and I, to, to their credit, like they did the right thing. Like they, when you're making those kind of decisions, you got to make sure the story is accurate and doesn't keep changing. Right. Um, I just kept telling exactly what I knew and what I saw, and it never changed. And it was, it was hard, but it was, um, it taught me that from that point forward, even though it is a shitty situation to be in and it's hard to get and navigate through that, I would always do the right thing because especially if I got older now, like I would be like, F you, like, I don't give a shit. I'm telling like what I saw, what I, what I, what I know, because I'll work another job. If this is the place where I'm going to work, I don't want to work in a situation or or culture like that. No. So like, all right, great. See you later. Pound sand. Yeah. Right craziness what makes me be appreciative that i've never had to go through anything like that i've never had an organization where like any of that stuff happened so it's like i've never seen it you know because you know i work i've worked for lucino for the last five years great guy right the guys that i work for in scranton great guy uh and the and marty right so it's like i you know i i uh I don't know. I, I, I'm just lucky that I haven't had uh, haven't had any issues there. No, yeah, and I think and look, the miners miners have different issues. Is typically inner office romances just typically blossom. Oh, right? I can't like, tell you how many people have uh, either dated, gotten married, broken up. Oh yeah, there I mean, I'm married too. I worked with Rachel. We're married, so like that's the thing. It's like when you're 22, 23, that's bound to happen in our industry. It's when. There isn't as many executives in the minor leagues, right? So you don't have a, all of a sudden 25 executives and the likelihood of one of them is a scumbag. Like there's just, when you only have two or three and there's one person that's molesting everybody, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to cover up. Yeah. No, um, uh... But yeah, no, it's, uh, our industry has come a long way, but if you're 22, 23 or 19, whatever, listening to this, there is a lot of pitfalls when you start your career that you can get trapped in. 
Uh, they don't teach you any of this stuff in college, right? How to handle inner office relationships, breakups, seeing stuff that you never thought you could even imagine. Because you don't, you don't know what working in, what going to work every day is like until you start doing it. <laughs> That's a good point. And but like, it's not, it's nothing I ever expected. Like I saw things at a very early age that I was like, what the hell? Like at, at events, like chamber events where people who I knew were married were like just, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like I never, like you don't know any of this stuff goes on until like you get there and you're like, okay, uh, I guess yeah. this is normal. Um, but you how would I know that? away, right? Like yeah. I never understood any of that stuff. Like that just seems, our listeners know me well enough now. It's like, that just seems like you're making your life harder and more complicated. Like what the hell are you doing? Wait till you see these text messages in this story. This, these people are married and they're sending these ridiculous, flirtatious, I'm going to grab your ass. I'm going to give you an inappropriate hug. That's not a oh, stapler geez. in my pocket. I'm like, you're, what are you doing? Like, first of all, not saying you should ever do, what are you doing putting it on a text message, you dumbass? Like, oh, it's like stupid. Just dumb. Just dumb. Anyway, stuff drives me up. So the, the name change got brushed right aside like that's like whoop see you later they have a way bigger pr problem on their hands right now awful awful can we talk about something else absolutely i'm done that that was that was i mean i, I mean that's that, that's some heavy stuff right there but so let's move on to something more fun sorry i had to go through that but uh, just good awful awful anyway um where do you want to go to next well, you uh, well actually, you know what? Let's just stay on this train. You you have an email that pissed you off. Oh, that did piss me off. I did say that. Um, I called it ballsy, and it went the wrong way, right? Like, there was a guy, it was a guy, who emailed me and said, "Dear Rob, I've got this guy who we know, and." Uh, I see that you have a VP of tickets and a uh, senior director or whatever, uh, but I want to come work for your organization. I, I want to be in a leadership uh, role in your organization, um, uh, even though that you've got all these guys. I'm sure they're great guys, but I'm a, I'm a great guy too. From his work email, from like his, the team that he worked for then. Wait, What? So he come wants to come in and be his ticket sales leader when I already have two great ones from his work email. That's crazy. Does, am I wait? Am I overreacting? Wait, it would be like me looking for a job and I send it through pawsocks.com. But that's ridiculous. But also to an organization that has people in those places, but says right? I'm just gonna be better than right? them. Right. They basically said I mean, I'm better than your guys. I, and I was so like, I, 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 I err on the side of being ag- aggressive in, in your approach to make it known how you want a job. But that is, that's, that's crossing a line that, 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 that's like, first of all, it's an insult to the organization and you like saying for. like, just saying like, well, you're carrying around a bunch of garbage. Let me come in and fix it for you. Like, that's just, that's just a, that's oh, just a bad oh, way was, to approach it. I, I read it. And I was like. What am I reading right now? And, and it's from an, it's from his work email. From his work email from another minor league baseball team. And he didn't say he was like furloughed or anything like that. It just said, "You got two guys." I was like, "What?" I was pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed. Did you respond? Oh, did you I respond? Did respond? 
I did respond. What'd you say? And I said, uh, I said, thanks for the note because I'm a kind gentleman. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he's a listener. So maybe he'll get some I feedback hope right so. now. If so, you, your name's Phil. Phil, you never hiring you again, buddy. I'm never hiring you, period. Never talking to you. Um, Phil can go pound sand. Phil is on uh, blast right now. Phil, if you have a <laughs> Phil out there in a minor league baseball team, he's sending his emails out to try and take over other people's jobs. So, anyway, Sorry, Phil. You're out. I'm not sorry, Phil. Uh, anyway, I said, thanks for the note. I feel really uncomfortable talking about potential opportunities as you send me through, through the, your current employers. Uh, we're not hire, we're We're not hiring right now. Enjoy your day. Rob. Did he respond? Yeah, he goes, here's my personal email. Oh. Yeah, and that's that is again, we just talked about putting am text I messages. Am I mad at this or am I making a bigger deal out of uh of something? But it pissed well, me off to no end. Especially like fuck you, like I have my guys. Well, mad, I wouldn't be mad. I would just be, again, I would be like just this is ridiculous. Like it, to your it, point it, of like you're stupid. Like what what do you Again, when you talk about sending text messages, why are you emailing from your employer's, like, right. it's, dumb. it's just, that's just, dumb. yeah. And it's unprofessional. Like, I don't think I, I, like I said, I err on the side of aggressiveness. I don't think I would ever send an email to an organization who had my positions already filled and say, if he yeah, wanted I know, to say, I like who you got, but I'm better. If he wanted to say, uh, from your work, from your uh, company work email. I don't even know if it should come for you. I think it should come for your personal one no matter what. If you wanted to come and say, hey, uh, you've been in minor league baseball a long time, uh, would love to hear what you look for in aspiring uh, leaders, uh, team leaders. Uh, I feel like I've hit that point in my career and looking for a leadership role going forward. I would love to pick your brain on what you, uh, what you, you, know, what you look for. Okay, like that is a thing. I'd yep. be happy to talk to you about that. And then maybe, maybe, maybe down the road, I like that conversation, right? I thought that conversation was great. Phil, I like Phil, right? I'm putting that in my brain. I like Phil. Maybe my ticket You don't sales, like Phil. You don't like I Phil. I do not like Phil. Uh, <laughs> but maybe one of my ticket sales leaders then moves on to something else. And I'd be right. like, ah, that Phil guy. Maybe I like him. Call up Phil. Phil, how are you? I got an opening. But now, I hope now Phil... Now, Phil. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, be careful. Be careful what you say before we have to edit this out. <laughs> Put that little beep in there. Uh, yeah, so, Phil, don't apply. Um, and stop listening to front office features if you are. Or, if you're not, maybe you should. I want Phil to go on a rant on LinkedIn or something like that, where it's very public. Like front office features put me on blast so that we get more uh, Good. publicity, right? I want more. I want more connections that that way. And then you can tell how stupid Phil was. <laughs> Everyone can pile on to Phil. Yeah. Um. Uh, someone actually. Speaking of LinkedIn. Hey, we Justin Black. Nice, nice Justin Blackley. Yeah. I'm uh, talking with him. He he reached out. Justin's a good Please guy. Please. Uh, or I just did. I, I just did. Michael's out. Yeah, this podcast is a great way to learn from various sports executives and gain from insight South to help Carolina, start. Right. Yep. Please subscribe, rate, and share with your peers. Yes. Justin, a... great, 
my number one listener now. Number one favorite listener, Justin. I can't tell you how much higher on the list he is than Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Justin yesterday. I talked to Justin yesterday. Sorry, my days are like, wow. How is Justin? How do you do it? Justin's a great guy. He's uh, going to South Carolina, going to go get uh, his uh, grad degree. It was uh, We were talking about uh, filling holes in his uh, resume while he's in grad school, talking about what he should do at grad school. Um, and we had a great conversation. Justin was awesome. Justin, Justin, Justin is going places. That's good. Phil, That's the... Phil <laughs> is not. He is stuck in a hole uh, that he'll never be able to. Is his, uh, is his real name Phil? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think it is. I'm not, I'm not great with names, but. Uh, uh, Phil, like the groundhog Phil. Um, we also got an email. Um which we can get to maybe if we have time, but I'm done with Phil. I'd like to move on from Phil. So read the email. Read the email. Their email is probably complimentary, and we can give us some advice. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Um, so this comes from Hedi Walenga. Hello, Rob and Chris. Hello. I'm a big I'm a big fan of your show. I'm pretty sad I only discovered your show this summer because I've. Learned so much in a short amount of time. Well, good news. You can go down and re-download all the rest of them. From have before, 82 so. episodes. This is 80, episode 83, by the way. That's insane. That's crazy. Anyway, That's crazy. Keep going. I'm currently a senior in college, Indiana good University of Bloomington, and I wish I heard some of your advice during my freshman year. I have a question about networking. I don't really have issues with initially reaching out to people and having that, that, that first introductory call meeting. Normally, those meetings go really well, and the person I'm talking to is normally impressed by me. Oh, humble brag. My problem, <laughs> comes with me, my, my problem comes with maintaining that relationship. I often do not know what else to speak to that individual about, and I end up never speaking to that person again. It feels as though my good first impression went to waste. I do not want to reach out to the people just for the sake of it. As you guys mention the, all the time, it has to be genuine. However, I generally have nothing else to say to that individual that would warrant me contacting them again. But I know I, I have to, them there. so so no this is where yeah this is be an easy one. He this is a, this is a layup. Do you have any advice for me? Well, the good news is Heedy, we've got a podcast where we talk about this all the time. This is great. You go first. No, you go first. You're on emails. You're on emails. I'm, You're, I'm on emails. So his thing is, I don't have a reason to reach out. Yeah, you do. A second endless. Reason. Endless. There's endless things to reach out. So if you're reaching out, um, I don't know, pick a team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are my favorite football team. And you reach out with someone from the Pittsburgh Steelers. That yep. there's some news about the Pittsburgh Steelers in some department that you were talking about that you can correlate uh, back to that person, right? Whether in the marketing department, the ops department, the yes. ticket sales before, department. Before you keep going, not Ben Roethlisberger news. Right, Pittsburgh, not, Steeler, Pittsburgh Steeler business news. Pittsburgh Steeler business news, not, you know, who the third string offensive guard is. Or um, even NFL news. Like, right. You, you could use plenty of stuff to reach back out about. Right. And just say, hey, I saw this. Um, would love to get your thoughts on, you know, this thing that's going on in in, in, in Pittsburgh. What, is, what do you think about this? Oh, hey, your name's not Phil. Uh, Heedy. I'm sorry. Uh, Heedy. I like Heedy. Uh, hey, Heedy. Uh, great. I saw this thing too. And blah, 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 blah. Right. It'll have a specific, uh, you'll have, they'll definitely, re most likely they'll respond. And you just taught, brought up another topic, you know, five months, three months down the road, there'll be something else. There'll be something else. There'll be something else. And then they'll be like, there's that Heedy guy. 
that Heaty guy. I like that Heaty guy, right? He keeps reaching out in the nice, good, empathetic, uh, conversational tone. I like him. Then there's a position open, boom, you're hired. 100%. And I think the other thing you can do from a genuine, he said, how do I do it genuinely? Is like, look, if you had, if you, there's some connections you'll make and have an information reviews where you kind of just don't hit it off, right? Like, and you just know that person and you are having a conversation and that's the end of it. But there's some that go really well. And if you find value in it and you think that you made an impression on that person, it's okay to continue to follow up and give that person an update on your life and what's going on and what you're doing and what your hopes are and what you've learned and just kind of keep that dialogue going because look, you're in college. You don't, you don't have that much that you can potentially say that's going to be like earth shattering, but you're doing things like if you land an internship or you saw a job posting and you want to be able to pick that person's brain about the best way to go about it. Like those are things that you can keep reaching out to those connections that you make that you think to your point, you've made a good impression on. There's plenty of reasons to reach back out and you just have to be very, uh, I'd say not not articulate. I'm I'm blanking on the word. You you have to be very well aware of your surroundings and what's happening in that person's organization constantly because that's how you to your point, Rob, be able to reach out genuinely and say, hey, congratulations on that new sponsor deal or congratulations on that marketing award you guys won. That's really cool. Where I I saw the NFL is dealing with training camps in two weeks. That's got to be tough. Hope all is well. Like just very simple, genuine, empathetic emails regularly. And I say regularly, not every week and not every month, probably every few months just to check in. Right. And then then when you start building that rapport with that person, you can start using them to network with more people. And that's just how it works. It works great. It works great that way. And there's always a reason to reach out, um, you know, keep your eyes on the news um, and all like you might have a project that you're going to he's going to he's going into a senior year. Right. He is. Yes. That's what I said. Yep. You're, you're going to have a project somewhere where the thing that you're working on might intersect what they do. You've done a great job already of networking. You're already ahead of the game. And then if you can say, hey, we're working on this project, what do you think? Right. Not only will you get a better grade on the project, you'll actually get real life information about how the world, the sports business world works. Yeah, and look, Hedy, I'd also say if the person was already willing to talk to you once and went out of their to took you. time, they took time out of their day to make the connection, respond to your first initial email and then have that conversation, they're willing to talk to you again. So, you just have to come with the reason why. But yes, there's plenty of reasons to reach out to a sports executive. Again, if they win the World Series or they win the Super Bowl or they win a Stanley Cup, there you go. Another reason to reach out. Like, hey, congratulations. That's a huge that's a huge accomplishment. But more generally, it should be about uh, news on the front office side of things that come around that business that they're working on because that's where you show that you're actually paying attention and you and you are invested in our business and you get it. So that that's how you generally reach back out, Hedy. You know, you know what's a um, a good when I was so everyone knows I you know I got fired in Scranton and that was going. In, January 2015, when I would find a role that I thought I was getting close on, I actually set up Google alerts um, on people that connected with me. So whether it was a minor league team that I was talking to, I talked to a couple brands, a couple, to, you know, uh, a, b- a whole bunch of things, and That's I would really set smart. up Google alerts. And when I would see something newsworthy, 
I would copy the link and be like, hey, I saw this. And it would be like in the town's newspaper, right? So the only way, you'd have to be show that you're really invested in there. And that's actually one of the things that I did when I reached out to Lucino. I had a uh, uh, it pop up uh, on my uh, uh, Google Alerts saying something that he officially bought the team. It was well rumored that he was going to buy the team, but it officially happened. And when that alert popped up, it was on a day in February, I remember, I, I, I sent him a note uh, with a link that had um, that note along with they were trying to build a ballpark in Providence, basically saying, hey, I've done this two other times. Let's talk. I'm your guy, right. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. And I, then we talked to him. And now you're building another ballpark. <laughs> number three, number three. How many weeks are we away now for uh, baby number two? Baby number two is seven weeks from today. Uh, Amy's Amy's job is starting a uh, pool. Uh, date, gender, because we don't know the gender. Uh, yep. Height, weight, even time of day. Do you have a inkling yet on what the gender is? Do you have a feeling? I was dead right on uh my daughter i knew well you have a 50 50 shot so that's that's good um i think so (laughs) but i I don't know if i have the um i had like this when maddie was born i had a vivid dream uh that it was a girl and um i will so i i nailed i nailed both my kids too did you well that sounds that sounds terrible um (laughs) yeah so because we didn't know the gender for either and there We're was old certain... school. No one does this anymore. I know, but I I liked it. I, I thought it was it I was it. it was really it was really exciting. Uh, there was things that happened days or a week before we were having the babies that I was like it something. It was like one of those weird around you surrounding that just I was like we're having a boy because like we went the, the for Zach we were at the the baby clothes store and Rachel was only looking in the boy section. She wasn't even looking at girls' clothes. And I was like, all right. We're having a boy. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you haven't even looked at a girl's clothes. Like, she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you've only looked at the boy's clothes. So, and then when I when Emma was about to be born, I kept hearing these songs that would be like relating to like having a girl. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then like we were driving to the hospital that night to because Rachel had to be induced both times. Uh, I was like, I looked at her. I go, we're, we're having a girl. And she's like, how do you know? I'm like, I'm I'm telling you, we're having a girl. Like, she's like okay like whatever like i'm about to have a baby shut up like <laughs> just drive yeah, so <laughs> i'm in labor damn it <laughs> well, not yet. well she was induced so not yet oh, yeah, but right. um yeah no so i got both of them right so i so but what do you think if you had to put on the pool right now what are you what are you going with it's a great question <laughs> my wife yelled at me uh because well that's not a, that's not that's not tip, that's a that's it's typical about, right it's, it's, you know on brand um <laughs> i said that you're gonna go early and I thought it was, I think she's going to go like a week and a half to two weeks early. She's due at the end of August. And I said, she's going to, she, she's due August 27th. I said, she's going to go August 18th. And she's like, I am not going August 18th. And I was like, okay, what do you, what do you mean? It's <laughs> like, I can't what, go what? that early. I just can't go that early. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. She goes, Wait, what's wrong? Was, oh, she's just not ready. Yeah. I think it would, my wife is very much a planner. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. So I don't think that going early would fit into the plans. Yeah, no. My, had, my wife. You should see when we were married. She had a binder. 
Oh, of Rachel like, did too. Oh, right, right. oh, there was a binder of everything, and it was just like very. She's very organized and yep, very. Same. I nope, 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 nope. I just showed up. Where do I gotta go? Yep. I what said, "What do I gotta write the check?" And uh, I'll take care of the honeymoon. <laughs> I took care of the. I did take care of the honeymoon. I I handled the honeymoon, uh, and the music. I took care of the music and the honeymoon. That was my. That was my job. Oh, there you go. I don't even remember what my job was. Show what? up. Show up. Show up. I did that. That's a good way to. Uh, you know, good advice for a, a podcast, right? It's just just show up. up. Half the you're, battle, you're right? Already ahead of the game. Half the battle. That's what they tell you. Being a dad, half the battle is just showing up. Just showing up. All right. Um, I have like, I had a whole day of just like crazy meetings today. So I you have, have a lot of emails. My day job now. Here now tonight, but and I, it's I, ten. I am, it's ten o'clock. Ex- and people for for you folks out there, it's ten o'clock right now at night. Yeah. I don't have much more time to be awake either. I'm playing golf tomorrow morning, so I'm excited. Well, then I then I just I felt sorry for you. Now I don't feel sorry for you. And then my uh, sister's getting married this weekend. Oh yeah, where it's in New Ham- New Hampshire. It's in New Hampshire, and uh, so she's getting married, and we'll see how it goes. How many people are going? Are allowed I don't to go? N- know the answer to that? Like twenty five, maybe thirty. Because yeah, my wife had... knows. I don't know anything. Well, because they have to keep it smaller, right? Yeah, because it's not like her. The real wedding was like 150 or whatever. But do you um, do you like the groom? Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, okay, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We played golf. Him and my father Father's Day weekend. So uh, the only thing that mattered to me um, was beating him and my dad, and I did that. So that's, that's all, all that matters. That's all you that just, matters. He probably, if he was smart, he should let you win too. By the way, I was gonna beat him. Oh, okay. What'd you shoot? So, that day, I didn't play great. I think I shot 92 or 93. That's good. That's Don't, nah. don't pretend like that's not... That's, that's, it's, that's, I, I, if I... I don't know. I, uh, uh, I, I just... I like it so much. I love, I love playing golf more than anything on the face, face of the earth. Well, and then enjoy your day tomorrow, sir, because I can't I do that. I'm going, I'm going to play. I like walking, too. I know you do. You're a psycho. I'm a psycho. (laughs) All right, on that, uh, I'll talk to you later. Later.